Welcome to The Good Budget Way, where we share real-life stories of everyday people from all walks of life who spend, save, and give to what's truly important in life. In Season 2, we're doing a deep dive into one person's journey, with debt. I'm your host, Chien. Thanks for telling us about the kinds of inevitable surprises that you're planning for in your annual envelopes. I love hearing that you all are planning ahead for the unavoidable day when your car will break down. And thanks for subscribing to the podcast and leaving your reviews. This is the second to last episode of season two of The Good Budget Way. Last time we heard Carissa share about the struggles in her debt payoff journey. She shared about how getting a surprise medical bill threw her off track and how poor planning set her up to make the tough decision to put her debt payoff plan on pause. Today, we'll get to hear how Carissa tried to pick things back up again and make a second attempt at paying off her debt. She'll share what it felt like to restart after taking a chunky break, as well as the other things she chose to put on hold in order to make it happen. And at the end, we'll reflect on our own money plans that we've put on hold. Hey, Carissa. Hey, Jen. Well, let's get into the story. So last time you talked us through how you were caught off guard by a big medical bill, and then you made this really tough choice to take a break from your payoff plan altogether. So how long did that break last? It would have lasted several months all the way into the New Year's of the following year. Okay, so it was from September when you had that emergency room visit all the way to January. Yeah. I could imagine that you might have lost some momentum at that point because you had been talking about how you were really on a roll prior to that. You got excited every first of the month to make your payments um, and watch your progress. So how are you feeling at that point about going back to the plan? I was actually really excited to start again. Oh, so it wasn't hard. It wasn't. Well, I think it maybe it was hard, but I was actually excited to get started again. And I kept thinking about the fact that well, I kind of had this feeling of like, oh, I'm like wasting money just mm. because, I, you know, I'm still paying minimums on everything, mm-hmm. but that's it. And so I'm accumulating interest and things like that. And mm-hmm. so it kind of felt like I was setting myself farther and farther back by not really aggressively tackling the debt. Oh, so I was excited to get started because of that. I see. So you ha- because you had had this experience in the previous year where you were paying off and, and you experienced a sense of progress of like making those chunky payments – because you weren't doing it anymore, that felt like a waste to you. Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. And were you, was that because it was like accumulating in your checking or savings account? Yeah, yeah. I had definitely money like accumulating because I wasn't I wasn't spending as much as I thought I would on holiday spending. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh-huh. right. And so that was just all kind of sitting there. That's so interesting because at the beginning of the season, you were telling us about how having a larger balance in your savings or checking account felt like stable and secure to you prior to starting this whole debt payment plan. But then now you're saying the fact that money was stacking up in there made you feel like, wait, oh, that's not the, that's not what I actually want to do. I'd rather have it go towards my debt payment plan because that makes me feel like I'm building more towards stability more. Yeah. So you had had this mindset shift, which is pretty significant in a fairly short amount of time, about a year or so. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, that's so fascinating. I think the other thing that I hear in that is that you didn't give yourself any guilt about having taken this break. It was more like, okay, I'm motivated again. I'm going to get going, 
which I love because we talk about that in on the good budget way saying goodbye to guilt like that doesn't really pro- it's not that productive to kind of wallow in guilt but more to say okay that was the past now I'm ready to go let's start from today like today's day one and keep going forward so I love that um the other thing that I loved is that you were embodying this idea that we talk about stick with it right even though you had taken a break you still wanted to get back on your plan and stick with like yeah I do want to pay off all my debt um so that's another one of those like really gritty resilient things that you were doing which I love Okay, so it's a new year, you're re-motivated, you want to get going with your plan again. How did you decide how much you were going to put towards your plan each month at this point? Yeah, so it was very similar to what I did when I very when I first started the debt snowball plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured out what my income was um, and then compared it to how much I wanted to spend on things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there was also a little bit of a shift in the way I was thinking about debt this time around and mm. I really wanted to make it a priority for this year like mm-hmm. I really wanted to to tackle it uh-huh. um, and I don't know why this was the case but my debt payoff envelope that I created and go budget was in the annual section and mm. I was like that's not going to work I need to if I really want to tackle this this year and make it my priority I need to move it into the monthly envelope section mm-hmm. and I need to actually give it a budget um, mm. because prior it didn't have a budget Oh, so prior, you, it was more like whatever was left over at the end of the month you would put towards your debt snowball? Pretty much. Oh, yeah. I see. And this time, what did you do? I gave it a budget. I set a, a number, and mm-hmm. that was my at least. That was like my uh-huh. budget for I, that month. Yeah. So when you filled your envelopes, you would at a minimum fill it for that snowball size. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then if there were extra, you could add more. Exactly. Yeah, that seems pretty significant in terms of the, the flipping priorities. You're saying, yes, this is a priority. I'm going to fill it every month at least this amount, as opposed to the first time around, it was kind of like, whatever I can scrape together at the end of the month, I'll put that towards Snowball. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Okay, so it's the new year. You're motivated. You're going to get going again. Was it easy to make your first payment of the new year? Yeah, so while I was excited, it wasn't totally easy. So I, I remember as I was gearing up to figure out how much my snowball would be for that month, um, I remember like finding this envelope that was all the way at the bottom of my envelope list and it was mm-hmm. called European Vacation. Mm. So the story behind that is my roommate and I, Ariana, we've been wanting to go to Europe together for a long time um, and just travel. And so I'd been saving up in that envelope for some time. Um, I don't I don't think I was saving up while I was doing the debt payoff progress, but I, I hadn't been spending that money, so there was just a little bit I see. in there that so was just kind of set aside. Yeah, and Ariana is, she's the one that was in the kitchen with you when you made your very first snowball payment, right? Yes. And she was like cheering you on, like, yeah, you can do it, this is a great idea. Yes, exactly, okay. that's her. So this is a really special relationship for you. Mm-hmm, yeah. You have a lot of trust with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and had you been to Europe before? No, I've I've not left. Well, I've been to Canada, <laughs> been to Niagara Falls, but I don't even know if that counts as going to Canada fully. I guess it does, but yeah, just mostly traveled in the U.S. Uh huh. I see. Yeah. So this would have been your first kind of like overseas trip. Yeah. Um, and what would that have meant to you? Well, I've always just really wanted to travel around Europe, and so it mm. would have just been. It's like a dream that I have and I still I still haven't been Uh um, even though I'm now debt free Um, so it's just like a a dream I've had for a long time that I really want to someday do where do you think the dream comes from for Um, you 
I don't know. Maybe this. I have these a lot. A lot of these romantic ideas of Europe, <laughs> and I just really want to. I don't know. Experience it. Like I want to go to London and and Paris and get like an, a pastry and you know uh-huh. things like that. Yeah, um, I think for me the like dreams about traveling in Europe. A lot of them stem from kids' books that I read mm. when I was little that are like set in like British boarding schools and stuff <laughs> like that. So I don't know for you, it might come from a different place. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe just a lot of like Disney movies. <laughs> Going up in the 90s, a lot of Disney movies. <laughs> I see. Um, okay, so there's something kind of deep for you about that experience, both with Ariana in particular, because who she is in your life, as well as this dream of going to Europe. Um, so what did you then do? Because you had this money in there, um, but you weren't continuing to add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at that moment when I, like, I feel like I rediscovered that envelope because maybe I forgot about it. Um, <laughs> but I, I kept thinking, like, wow, should I use this money towards my debt snowball mm-hmm. um, but are we still going to go to Europe and you know if if so then when can I actually while continuing this debt payoff plan can I even save up enough money to go to Europe mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, I was kind of torn on what exactly I should do with that money hmm so did you talk to Ariana I did and it actually worked out that she had been thinking that we wouldn't be able to go that year anyway because she was going to be going back to school. So the timing wasn't really going to work out, mm. um, which was, I think, a relief for me because then it kind of made me think that I should definitely use this money then towards debt mm-hmm. um, because I can – I realize, like, once I pay off my debt, I'll be able to save for um, a vacation even faster. Mm-hmm. So that was – that became my plan. Yeah, that makes sense. So you were – on the one hand, you were saying, okay, I'm not going to try to do the vacation this year, and it doesn't work for Ariana's schedule anyways. Um, but then you were also seeing further into the future, like, oh, I'll actually, once I get this debt out of the way, I'll have a lot more space to be able to save for things like a vacation much more quickly. And at that point, were you starting to think about other kinds of things that you might want to save up for after the whole payoff was done? Yeah, definitely. Um, for a long time, I've been thinking about, you know, if I want to buy a house one day, I'll need to have a, a down payment. Mm. So that's something that I've thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, also thinking about retirement. So mm-hmm. things like long in the future. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but up until that point, I hadn't been putting anything personally into any type of retirement savings. Mm-hmm. And so that was something I was thinking about. So for you, what would it have meant to get closer to being able to start working on a down payment? Well, I've never lived in a home that like my family's owned. We've always rented. Mm. And I love the idea of putting down roots somewhere and mm. being somewhere for a long time. Because mm-hmm. um, that's something we just didn't do growing up. Mm. Um, so that was really important to me. And even the the silly things of like, I want to be able to paint a room the color I want to paint it or sure. like remodel, like create my kitchen to be like what I want it to mm-hmm. be, like my dream kitchen. So things like that, those are all kind of values that I, I really have along with the, you know, the building relationships in one place for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a value for um, rootedness relationally, right? Yeah. As well as the physical place of a home that you know that you'll live in and not necessarily have to um, be flexible to what a landlord wants. Yeah. Um, and expressing your creativity, which sounds like is a theme for you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The other thing I wanted to call out was this conversation you had with Ariana, because we talk about on the Good Budget Way, talk with people you trust, and particularly talk with people that you share finances with. So that could be a roommate in your case, um, especially because you were thinking about planning a vacation together, you'd need to make some kinds of financial choices that would line up with each other. Um, For other folks, it could be spouse or family, that kind of thing. So I love that you're doing that. It seems like then you are prioritizing the debt payoff um, and deprioritizing the vacation for the time being, not forever, but for the time being. And it sounds like a lot of this debt journey for you has, it's been about weighing different priorities. Yeah, it has been, definitely. I feel like I had to say no to a lot of things along the way, Mm. Um, you know, which is tough, but I think good. It really helped me stay focused along the journey, right? Mm. Like, it, it, a lot of the time it was like, okay, do I want to buy this new shirt or do I want to pay more on debt? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really I really was um, on a daily basis having to remember my priorities and, and keeping debt at the top. Mm. So, yeah, you're saying you were saying no to a lot of things, but it sounds like you're also saying yes to something really significant, which for you was paying off debt and um, – at that point, what did paying off debt represent to you? I think it, it represented stability and, and freedom mm-hmm. and, and not owing anyone anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just being free, I think. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like for you, that was your why. Mm-hmm. When we talk about budget with a why, spend on what's important. That's the thing that was more important to you than all the other things, mm-hmm. um, including the cute shirts that would allow you to express your creativity or a vacation that would have been with someone that you love and like is really meaningful to you in a place that you had dreamed about. Um, not to say that those things aren't important, but you chose to, as you were saying, stay focused on the one thing that was most important. Yeah. So yeah, that's really great. Um, so when you took a break, um, last you had left off, you were focusing on the car loan in the debt snowball, right? You had paid off the delinquent bill um, the student loan you didn't even know about. You had paid off the store card that had the smaller balance, the surprise medical bill, which that's like quite a bit of progress already. Yeah. Um, so kudos to you at that point. And then you had been working on um, the car loan and making minimum payments on the student loans that you had left. The car loan was like 14000 and the student loans were about 25000 when you started. Um, so at this point, at the you're kind of like restart at the beginning of this second new year. Um, what did you actually pay on? Yeah, so I would have paid on my car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- that would have been the the big snowball like drop mm-hmm. of the beginning of the year. And the minimum on the student loans. And the, Yeah, of course, the minimum uh-huh. on the student loans. And so how far did you get in that 14,000 you were trying to knock off on yeah, the car? Yeah, I was pretty far in by the time I restarted on okay. Um, uh, with my debt snowball take two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in January of that year, I would have put, I don't quite remember, but a big chunk. And then that would have put me, because I had some money left over from that vacation envelope that I wasn't using, and then mm-hmm. some money left over from um, not using all of it on holiday spending. So I had like a, a good chunk that I put on my car I see. that year. Or sorry, at the beginning of that year. And then the following month in February, I was actually able to pay off the car. Oh, wow. Yeah. So two months into your restart, uh-huh. you paid off the car. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. got to feel pretty good. It was really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us about that moment that you paid off the car. Um, 
you know, it's funny. I don't actually remember the paying off the car that much. I remember more so the several days later when I looked in the online portal that shows you your payoff progress. Oh, right. Because you were telling us last time that you were like obsessive about logging into that and like seeing your progress every time after the payments went through. Exactly. And I <laughs> was, like that wheel and yeah. watching watching it tick larger and larger. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So in my head and I think that I'm justified in thinking that at some point when you pay off the the loan, it would have went to like 100% and uh-huh. you would get like this message that would say, congrats, you've like paid off the car. Right, like they were going to celebrate with you. Exactly. Of course. Yeah, right. It makes sense. And but... you've been working on this for like almost over a year. Over a year, yeah. Yeah, yeah but to my to complete disappointment, oh, <laughs> I no. like log in and there's nothing. It's Well, there's like just information that you like paid off but there's no like confetti there's no like 100 percent anywhere it just kind of like they forgot about it and it was so disappointing to see them just like completely disregard that i had paid off this car and they were not celebrating with me so it was a bummer oh that is a bummer yeah uh, well that's maybe a little bit of like a insight into lenders perspectives though right uh, maybe they are more interested in having you continue to pay and pay and pay over a long period of time then they actually are interested they're not actually interested in having you pay it off exactly because once you pay it off they're not getting anything anymore exactly yeah they didn't want me to feel excited (laughs) (laughs) they didn't want to have you tell your friends about how cool it felt to log in and see your progress at 100 (laughs) percent exactly they're not into that (laughs) oh yeah i could see that being a bummer so at that point then you had knocked off a bunch of loans the delinquent one that you didn't even know about the school student loan rogue um the store card the medical bill that was a surprise because of the er visit the car loan so that's a chunk of change there the car loan alone was fourteen thousand dollars plus all the other ones um so But then you were at kind of, quote unquote, the last phase of your debt snowball where you were tackling, you were going to need to really tackle the student loans, which were the biggest chunk. And that was $25,000. So how many more months did you have to go to really focus on this last biggest chunk? I think if I were to look at the monthly budget that I'd given my debt payoff envelope, it would have been like 12 more months. So like another year. Okay. So then... You were going to have another year that you would have to focus on this one big chunk. You'd had a lot of wins along the way. Um, so you'd have to take that momentum into the long last stretch. Yep. Okay. Well, when we come back next time, we'll talk about that long last stretch and how it felt to actually reach the finish line. Yay. I'm excited to share it with you. I love how Carissa bounced right back. She had faced that setback with the big hospital bill and pressed pause for a few months. But then, because she had built up her debt payoff muscle over that previous year, she was itching to get going on her plan again and stick with it. Now, for all of us, that can inspire us to wonder about ourselves. What's a plan that you've put on hold, but you might want to pick back up again? Or is there something you might want to press pause on for a while? When my husband and I first moved into our home, we had dreamed of doing a big backyard renovation. We even made an envelope for it in good budget and got quotes which revealed that that kind of renovation would be way out of our budget. 
And we never really put any money aside toward it, which was fine since we had other more important goals we were working toward, like paying for a car in cash and saving up money for a baby fund. But we never really enjoyed the garden either. We let it get overrun with weeds, trash would get blown into it, and we didn't let our kids run around in it as toddlers because we weren't really sure what they'd come across. Recently, we decided that we did want to pick it up again, but we scaled it way down, just the fence that holds the gate into the garden. So we filled that envelope with just enough money for the much simpler plan and went forward with it. And the amazing thing is that the fence-only change really did make a big difference. The entrance to the garden feels way more inviting now because you can actually see and notice the lovely trees and flowers that we do have, and I'm actually motivated to make the small changes day by day to pull the weeds, plant some veggies and flowers, and simply enjoy what we have with my family, even if it's not the quote-unquote garden of my dreams. It is still a garden that I can enjoy immensely right now, plus we can slowly do the work toward making it into a place that we'd enjoy even more. Now it's your turn. Tell us about a plan that you've put on hold. Is it time to pick it back up again? Are you going to change up your plan? And how are you going to fill that envelope? Or is there something else that you'd like to put on the back burner for now? Leave your comments at goodbudget.com podcast. Or perhaps you've got so many plans you're thinking about, you don't even know where to start. Our fellow podcaster Tom Merlino from Follow Me Out of Debt has some tips for how to get organized with your finances. That's an important part of paying off debt and working toward your savings goals, too. So let's hear what he has to say. Hello, this is Tom Merlino from the Follow Me Out of Debt podcast, and I'm here today to share with you why it's important for us to get organized. This is especially true when it comes to personal finance. Simply put, when we're organized, things are a lot less hectic. Let's think about this for a second. When there's general disarray and chaos, we feel overwhelmed, right? And once that happens, it becomes really difficult to establish and maintain any level of focus. This is not a good thing. And it's even more of a problem when it comes to our money. Being organized is essentially the foundation that we need to get our financial ducks in a row. When we feel organized, we feel like we can move forward because we're not dealing with a bunch of unwanted clutter getting in our way. I'd like to give you my top three tips on getting organized and how to stay organized. First off, you have to have a plan. Planning is essential when it comes to laying the foundation of what needs to happen in order to accomplish a goal or take care of a specific task. You don't have to get fancy either. As a matter of fact, a pen and a piece of paper will do just fine. Jot down your ideas. Don't worry about making sense of them just yet. All you're doing at this point is a bit of a brain dump, so to speak. You're laying out the puzzle pieces so that you have everything that you need right in front of you to put together in an organized fashion. Next, it's time to group things together. Find what naturally goes with each other on that piece of paper. Some ideas and some tasks can be focused on right at the same time. At this stage, you're reducing the number of moving parts by getting some of those parts to work together as separate pieces of a bigger machine. This will give you the ability to declutter what's right in front of you in a way that allows you to do so without forgetting anything that you've written down from step one. Finally, it's time to build our well-oiled machine. You're going to take the group pieces of the puzzle and compare them in a way that allows us to prioritize. For example, let's say you are trying to determine if you need to start saving for retirement or whether you should pay off your debt first. You'll write down certain things in the first step, such as reducing the amount of bills that you get in the mail. Perhaps you'll write down establishing a 401k with your employer. Both of these are great ideas 
and they should be part of your personal finance plan. But when you think about your goals in the sense of what should come first, you'll likely realize that focusing on paying off debt first will give you the opportunity to contribute more to your retirement savings because that additional money doesn't need to be handed over to the banks or the credit card companies. You've got more resources because you've paid your debts. And now you can take those extra resources and use them to help build your future. Prioritizing is the fuel that gets this well-oiled personal finance machine actually running. So let's summarize. To get organized, first do your brain dump. Write down everything in any order. Just get it out of your head and onto that piece of paper. Second, group like things together. Declutter and synergize. Finally, prioritize. Establish what should be done first, second, third, and so on. Know what's the most important and know what other tasks or goals will be easier because of what you've already prioritized ahead of time and accomplished. Thanks, Tom, for sharing your tips with us. If you want to hear more tips that he's learned through his journey, you can find him at the Follow Me Out of Debt podcast or at followmeoutofdebt.com. Next time, we'll get to hear how Carissa finally paid off all her debt, how it felt to make that very last payment, and what happened after. Thanks for listening to The Good Budget Way. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe for new episodes every Monday and leave a review to help other folks find it. And if you're inspired to budget with a why, get started on your budget with our planning tools at goodbudget.com. Or look for the Good Budget app on Google Play or the App Store. Happy budgeting!